Box Officer Podcast with Mel McKay and Derek Zemrak. Derek Zemrak, happy Friday on a long weekend! I mean that Monday off for sure. <laughs> At the theater tonight, we have our comedy with Kabir Singh from uh, America's Got Talent. On Saturday, we have our Chilladilla Theater, which is our B-movie, so that's always fun by <laughs> Lord Bloodraw. And then on Sunday, we have a sold-out concert, also from America's Got Talent, Jimmy Harrod. So Ooh. it's a huge weekend. Yeah. Oh, so. my gosh, that's yeah. awesome. Arindamovies.com <laughs> if you're interested in any of those events. We got Ant-Man and the Wasp of the Quantumania. Okay, <laughs> now this is exciting. I mean, I actually truly love this series. Oh, I think, yes. Uh, Paul Rudd is great. I think I love the humor in, in the original. Mm-hmm. But how is this one? Well, let's be honest. Oh, no. Because okay? we are honest. This movie, believe it or not, is three different movies all into one. What? There's, you know, there's three different stages of this movie. The first one I found very interesting. It was simple. Got Lang, Paul Rudd's character. His daughter is 18 years old now. And all of a sudden, she finds out that she can talk to and communicate with the quantum realm that's down there below. Ooh. Where, you know, Michelle Pfeiffer's character was trapped for 30 years and uh, everyone's telling her, stop, 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 don't do it. But before it's too late, they all get stuck down there, okay? (laughs) Now, that part was interesting and they didn't go like over the top and it felt like, okay, this is going to be similar to the other Ant-Man where you don't have a lot of special effects and you don't have all these other things going on. It's just going to be simple, right? Right. Well, that's not quite what (laughs) happens in Act 2. Act 2, we fall back to that slapstick comedy that seems to be a parody now, I believe, of the DC universe. Okay, It's funny to have that stuff, but you don't have to have it all the time. It becomes its own, you know, annoyance in a movie. And uh, this, the only thing that was really good about this act was Jonathan Majors, who plays Kang the Conqueror in this film. Fantastic. I believe it's a, he's the best villain in any DC comic. Whoa! Ever. Okay? Kudos to Jonathan, because you got a movie that's like it's not sure where it's going but he plays it straight and he plays it evil and that's what we get but in a horrible movie it just oh. doesn't work it's just like oh, and I, he he made the movie better than it possibly could be now the third act i want to tell you all hell breaks loose and it just goes into this action thing that we're not used to in the ant-man other movies and it just goes way over the top now there's more stuff going on this in the last two thor movies but i think that's not saying too much right Right, Mel? No, uh, I think you're okay. <laughs> <laughs> but the problem is so much going on and so much things. It's a mosh of stuff and with subpar CGI. I mean, you're just like going, what is happening here? Now, I'm very disappointed with this movie. I truly wanted to enjoy it because I love the original Ant-Man, you know, the San Francisco, the the humor that that Paul Rudd brought to it, but it was simple and it was like it flowed along. This one is just let's throw everything in a pot. Okay. Now, now Mel, I mean, you know that that's not always works out and, you know, I have to say, I I give this two slates out of five. Oh, that I don't see it happening. And I think it's really the continuity of this movie. It's like three different, three different movies. You could take them off and, and, and say, okay, what do you think of these characters? And you bring it to the next segment of the movie and you're like, this is all different. And then you get to the last part. It's like, okay, this is a DC movie because all this stuff is flying around and all this stuff is going on and you're getting dizzy and they have all this camera moving, moving all around again. And it's Uh, it's a mess. Why would they waste all of that potential revenue with (laughs) future movies by putting in such a discomfort? 
discombobulated sequel. I'm bummed, man. I have no idea. <sighs> but you also know this is not my genre. But right. I, I love the first <laughs> Ant-Man. I thought it was great. I thought it was great. Yeah, this loved one, it too. And yeah, darn this it. This didn't work. All right. Well, we'll have to get over the fact that Ant-Man <laughs> isn't that great. On the podcast, we're going to talk about a movie I know absolutely nothing about, which I think is my favorite because then you get to tell me everything. So what's up with Bubble on Netflix? <laughs> well, Bubble, I give it the worst movie made in 2022. We had an enough time to talk about. We always talk about the, at the end of the year, we talk about the best movies because all the Oscars and the awards are coming up. Well, let's talk a little bit about the worst movies. I like made. it. And Mel, you mentioned on air that it, you're lucky you, you didn't see it. Well, you are lucky you didn't see it because it's truly, it's truly <laughs> a mess. <laughs> Okay. This is what you've got. You've got a great talent of cast in this movie. It's Jed Apatow, and you've got, uh, oh, God, who else is in it? Pedro uh, Purcell, uh, Karen Gilman, uh, David Duchovny, John Cena. I mean, a lot of funny people. Oh, Uh, wait a minute. I know this movie. We've talked about this movie. (laughs) I recommended this movie. (laughs) You did? true testament to how different our tastes are and it is hard to find something that the two of us agree on but when we were in the pandemic i talked about the bubble about a movie filming within the pandemic and i thought it had some funny points and you hate it oh my god go on go on go on i I happened to actually you know go through and watch the whole whole thing i i I don't know if i said i saw it but i don't i don't think so back then because i would have really not it was new to you when we talked about it okay so this is a group of actors and actresses who are stuck in the hotel, okay, during the pandemic. So what do they decide to do? They want to make a movie, that, which is a great concept. I'm, like, into it, you know? Oh, and yeah. then it's like, I'm, I'm going to test you here, Mel, okay? What's your favorite snack? Popcorn. <laughs> okay. Favorite food? I mean, favorite dinner? Favorite dinner? Ribeye. Okay. Candy? Butterfingers. Okay. So you like all these things. You like the Butterfingers, popcorn, and what was it? Tri-tip? What are they? Yeah. B- ribeye, baby. The fattest uh, ribeye, one. Ribeye. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Now, would you take all those ingredients and throw them into a pot of soup? No. Okay. Same thing I'm saying here. You got a lot of talent, but you throw them all together. Doesn't necessarily make it. It's going to be a funny film. This film was horrible. Okay. I love the idea, you know, and I love the idea of the concept, but the final product didn't come out. That's the same thing with your ingredients of things you like. Right. You're going to throw them all in. I like a lot of these actors. You know, they're funny, funny comedians, you know, but it just doesn't work. And it's just truly, and they're making a spoof of, uh, obviously, a Jurassic Park series. Right. Okay. And it, they call it the Cliff B6, which I think is funny. But now I could tell you right now, the only time I laughed at this movie when it was over because I laughed at myself <laughs> saying I watched this thing for two, two over two hours, Mel, not even. Now, I think they felt like, OK, this is a movie that, you know, they shot it and it took a while to come out. Of course, it's a little bit over two hours. And maybe during a pandemic when you had nothing to do, you may have said, say. oh, this is going to be great. But now you watch it and you're like going, OK, this is over. You know, I get the whole thing. Of the pandemic, and I was trapped in him. Right. And this is, oh, let's make a movie. It's, it's worth actually on Rotten Tomatoes, it actually has 20, 23%. So now, <laughs> oh, excuse me, 21. I don't want to give it the extra two points. Oh, right. Let's not do that. 
Okay. So, so now I have to say you're in the lower half of this thing. You know, I mean, come on now. It's like you know, okay. 21%. I will say for myself that I talked about that movie in April of 2022. Okay. So there was oh God, nothing got... to watch. We were bored out of our minds. I mean, yeah. So I went, okay, I saw this movie and it made me giggle. And I liked all of the actors. It was a star-studded cast. But yes. I will give you, if I went back and watched it today, I would probably be like, whatever, I'd rather re-watch the last of us to see Pedro Pascal than than the role he played in that movie. <laughs> I, I want you to rewatch it. I want you to suffer as much as I did the first time around. I just okay. love that we have such differing opinions on this movie. That's so cool. <laughs> so are you giving the bubble any slates or is it as the first zero of the I, entire no, career? No, no, I'm not giving it a zero because I, I, you know, I don't think it was that. I mean, they completed it and, you know, I didn't know what they were trying <laughs> they to do. I'm giving, it a, I'm, giving it a, I'm giving it a point five now, okay? Ooh, <laughs> the lowest score ever for a slate for you. I love it. That is so funny. Two slates for the Ant-Man new movie and only 0.5 for the bubble on Netflix. So my my rating would be, you know, would be a 10% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> and uh, so I, I just lowered the score of a Rotten Tomatoes by a little bit. So. <laughs> I love it, dude. That's so funny. I'm actually off next week. I'm going to Vegas. So when we come back oh, on March 3rd, we're going to do our Oscar prediction show. <laughs> You're going to beat me up again this year. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, Mel, after you liking the bubble, I, I feel a little bit more confident. Now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Wipe the floor with me. You're like, she deserves it. <laughs> now, I do want to kind of go back a little bit to something you said about movie products and how it's yeah. going to take a while to get new products. It reminded me of a movie that I watched on Netflix called The Bubble. It's okay. uh, from Judd Apatow. Yeah. And his wife's in it. Uh, Leslie Mann, his daughter is in it. David Duchovny's in it. I mean, huge cast for Fred Armisen, Pedro right. Pascal, even Benedict Cumberbatch, uh, James McAvoy. And it's about <laughs> filming a movie during the pandemic. And it's funny. Super funny. Wow. It's on Netflix. It's all about them trying to get through filming the Cliff Beast 6. So it's a big movie franchise, and it was super funny. Great cast, wow. had its really, really funny moments. It is streaming on Netflix, and I thought it was cute and very clever that they made a movie about how hard it is to make a movie during a pandemic. Yeah, that sounds like an interesting movie to check out. Stream the box officer now at KKIQ.com and Apple and Google Podcasts.